Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we've got a bunch of trailers for you. That's right. Uh, we actually had planned to uh, review something else, uh, but uh, we'll, we'll get we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Anyway, uh, I'm Michael. This is Dylan. Yes, that's right. Um, so we are going to we originally we're going to go review um, Zone of Adventures. I forgot the name of the movie. Um, and you know, we saw it. We did go see it together, actually, and it was real good, but not really a fun movie to talk about. So we decided to opt out on that one. <laughs> it also is just like there's not much to talk about. It's like, yeah, it's just, it is not really a huge narrative. It's just like a, you know, it's, a look it's, at like a certain, uh, like a certain point of view during right. the Holocaust. And it's like, it's, it's, it's hard. It, it, we could review it, but it's hard to like make like a fun little combo, you know? Right. Anyway, like stay tuned for Argyle next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what a turn of events that would be. But I, would you recommend it, Dylan, before we get to your news? I would recommend it if you're like the type of person who would, enjoys like who would enjoy maybe going to the holocaust museum you know not right. enjoy like have right, fun, right, right. get something be fulfilled by it get something out of it you know because the um, movie is quite slow it is not a lot is yeah yeah so it's not it's not high high action at all so you know check it out if you want to it was very good anyway okay. um anyway before we get to all the trailers because there's a lot this week um let's hear about dylan's news what'd you get what'd you find all right so we got some I'll start with some casting news. We got oh. some DC casting news. Um, these are all official, I think, pretty much. So that's cool. Um, okay. They've been on the hunt for, uh, in the DC universe, the Supergirl, the new the new actress playing yeah. Supergirl. The Sasha Kaye is not is out. The one from the Flash, um, and they're recasting for. Uh, they, y'all probably remember they announced Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, which based on the Tom King graphic novel. We're not sure specifically if Supergirl is going to debut in Superman Legacy or if they're going to wait for the Supergirl movie or what. But um, Deadline is reporting that Millie Alcock is playing Supergirl. And she's from... The only thing I, I know, know her from name. is... She's from House of the Dragon. She's one of the Dark oh. in that. And that was like her breakout role. And I think that's pretty much what most people know her for. She's really new. Sure. Um, but she is a young blonde actress. Okay. So, all right. There's that. Um, I was running for someone else. Uh, they announced like the top three, which I I have like my own little conspiracy theories about. Whenever okay. the like, it seems weird to me that or like convenient sometimes that the final five or final three contenders like leak online. Like I wonder if they do that to gauge the public's reaction. And oh, I definitely think that favorite is, is that happens. That definitely happens. Yeah. That's what it felt like. Um, and she was always going to be the fan favorite, I thought, because she's already popular in the, you know, this like sphere. Um, yeah. But one of the other ones was Amelia Jones, who I really like. She was the, you'd know her, Michael, as the the main character in Coda. The oh, daughter. yeah, yeah. Okay. I like her a lot, but that's like a less conventional Supergirl pick, I realized. So that wasn't going to, that wasn't going to happen, I feel like, yeah. you know. But no, 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 for sure. Not with James Gunn. Um, but. <laughs> really? But I think it's a solid choice. I, I'm excited to see her. Um, it's going to be, super, like I said, Super Woman of Tomorrow script by Anna Noguera. Um, James Gunn said, Millie is a fantastically talented young actor, and I'm incredibly excited about her being a part of the DCU. DCU. Yes, I first became aware of her in House of the Dragon, but I was blown away by her varied auditions and screen tests for Hashtag Supergirl. She embodies Kara as envisioned by Tom King. Blah, blah, blah. So, okay. It seems like it's he was blown away by her hashtag auditions. Hashtag ad. They should have to yeah. put a hashtag ad after everything he posts because that's what they, they are. should. But so, are, um, are you into that casting, Dylan? Overall, yeah, she was good in in House of the Dragon. I think it's good casting. Okay, I'm not the biggest like Supergirl fan, so I have no like, I have no skin in the game. I feel like really, but right, it is what you would expect you would look at her and be like she could play supergirl you know that's okay. kind of the vibe oh, yeah but, i googled and i see i see it yeah like i said she's a young blonde actress right um but like i'm not sure because in woman of tomorrow the graphic novel she's like a lot more edge to her she's really angry i wonder if they're going to go that route 
in than this one, or she'll be a little bit more like traditional Supergirl. You think but the we'll Targaryen see. role got that for her? Oh, look, she's edgy. Maybe. Interesting. We'll see. I'm looking okay. forward to it. Hopefully it's good. <laughs> now we'll move on to MCU. We got some Thunderbolts casting and uncasting, I guess. Ooh. The first one is like very upsetting to me. Um, uh, for Thunderbolts, Io uh, Ediviri has oh, yeah. dropped out for due to scheduling confl- conflicts, which is the same reason that Stephen Young gave. Mm. Um, I know that things have been pushed back and that's like very possible, but it's starting to feel a little like why is everyone leaving? Like, if it was that great. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. That's, hmm. that, that doesn't, think, that, it doesn't, it definitely sounds sus. It's also possible, like, she was cast in this forever ago and she's apparently, she was apparently playing, um, Allegra de Fontaine's assistant, Aaron. Okay. Um, and her, it said that she is exceptional at her job, even surprising Val with how good she is at getting things done. So she's like very much a side character inconsequential it seems like and okay um io has like just won an emmy best actress like she's she's like popped off since she was casted um so like maybe they're saving her for something better you know it's like Mm. maybe they don't want to waste her on the assistant of val role okay Um, that makes sense i could see that it's possible i hope that's the case anyway because she's really good um but they replaced her uh, with Geraldine Viswanathan. Uh, she's from Blockers, and I don't know. She's in a bunch of. You recognize her face probably, but um, she's in a lot of comedies. Okay. Um, I think, and I like the actress a lot, so I think it's a good replacement. But as far as Thunderbolts, I'm not sure. Like, I was excited about it when they announced it because I like the cast a lot, like Florence Pugh and the rest. Right, right. But not so sure anymore. I'm a little. I'm a little. <laughs> you're you're, little you're a little less excited. There's a, yeah, there's a question mark by it. I, um, well, when is this actually even supposed to happen? I think it's supposed to shoot really soon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, they also, we also talked about how Steven Yan dropped out and they found his replacement as well. He was playing Sentry, which I was really excited about before, but I know the internet or a lot of toxic fans didn't like it because he Ooh. didn't fit the narrow, you know, Yes. Mm-hmm. Confines of what they we know, think Sentry we know. looks like. We know it. Um, but they replaced him with someone called <laughs> that's not a, like a read, but uh Lewis <laughs> Pol- Lewis Pullman. He's okay. in Lessons in Chemistry and The Starling Girl, and he was apparently in Top Gun Maverick. When I saw that movie, they don't recognize him. He must have been one of the the dude the minor dudes. Yeah. <laughs> on the beach, maybe. Hi- Pilot five. Yeah. He wasn't Tom Cruise or Glenn Powell or you know, any of the main ones, but he was in Top Gun. And Deadline is saying that in the same article that he's replacing Stephen Yen. But he's like also not physically sentry to me. He's like a skinny dude. So mm. okay. It, it looks like they're not like trying to correct into a I don't know, like fan sentry, like if they cast Henry Cavill or something, you know, like Marvel, I felt like that would have been easy to do. Like, oh, it's it's Marvel Superman, you know, let's cast Henry Gavel. That would have been like some funny stunt casting. Right. That's something you get um, in Deadpool 3. You know what I mean? Like Henry Cavill exactly. century. That'd be funny. But not like it would be. In a whole I, I'm not here for it as a whole franchise. Yeah. Um, but maybe he's perfectly good. We'll see. I don't think he's gonna like anyone's gonna buy a ticket for him. No. But but I mean, but that, maybe... that doesn't mean it's not gonna be good. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm still looking forward to that movie. Um, okay, are you ready to move on to the Sony universe? Your of course. Favorite, oh, yeah, I love Madame Web. Um, okay, we'll get to Madame Web. I know you're excited to talk about her, but we'll get to it. Um, mm-hmm. We have El Muerto news, which I bet you didn't think we would talk about again. Uh, um, okay. That's still, the, uh, that's still alive, that project? Yeah. This is the mm-hmm. movie about that minor Spider-Man villain that was starring Bad Bunny. Right. That, uh, uh, he dropped out of, and everyone just kind of assumed he was dead. But right. which they now they announced it at CinemaCon last year with him and everything. It was like very exciting, and now um, and Jonas Quaron was supposed to direct it, and but now Variety is confirming that it's back in development, and they're currently looking for a new lead to play El Muerto, presumably. Um, okay, I think so it's Bad like, Bunny's out. 
he's out. He's not playing the character anymore. Wow. Okay. Well, that's unfortunate for them. But I feel like he almost did them a favor. Like they dodged a bullet, you know? Like <laughs> yeah. And now they're like, no, we're doing it. I think Bad Bunny was the draw. I feel like you know? Absol- absolutely, Dylan. <laughs> yeah, I don't know I think... who they could get that would be that level of famous that would agree to do this at this point. Um, I couldn't tell you, but but I think it's definitely not a good look. Uh, well, I, well, I don't know. Did, how did the common attendee or you know your average moviegoer did they know that Bad Bunny was supposed to be in this role? Will that be something that is? Oh man, this was supposed to be Bad Bunny, but. I think so. Yeah, I think it was that big of a deal that that will loom over the movie. Okay. <laughs> you know? Can you think of it? I think maybe maybe they go the route of like casting a wrestler. Can you think of any like possibly Mexican wrestlers that act Ricochet. also? Okay. Actually I don't know if Ricochet is Hispanic or not. Yeah, I might be I might be just making that up. But um I don't know. I I, I think don't, that's the route you go when you don't get the famous tune anymore. You got to go with like the novelty of like, oh, it's a, he's also a wrestler in real life. Like, that, I think that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Um, but no, Ricochet's not Hispanic. Okay. Um, I just he he's I know him from being on Lucha Underground, but uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. I'd have to think about it. I don't. I, I don't know who would good casting would be. Maybe some like Luchador dude that isn't super famous i can act you know you never know. so they have to act is the other problem though that's the thing at least a little bit as much yeah. as like the other wwe dudes act i think fair enough because like there's plenty of guys that can do the wrestling bit what they what they need to not do though is have like try to do a wrestling body double or something you know yeah that'd be bad you need to have this person you know <laughs> actually maybe, trying to do stuff maybe they don't need to act a lot because like i don't think bad bunnies that probably that good of an actor you know we saw him in bullet train that's true <laughs> so maybe it doesn't maybe it doesn't call for that is what i'm saying maybe it'd be fine right um how, how old is he supposed to be who el Marto? yeah say a young man know. or a man man i'm not sure okay i mean it's hard to go off of the drawing i've only okay. seen images of him 20s to 30s i would guess okay i'll get back to you next week with my my fan cast <clears throat> okay but it's sony it could be any age we have dakota johnson that's and true and they don't care that, <laughs> that's it can be a teen or it can be a geriatric you know like yeah man it doesn't matter okay understandable um okay speaking of madam web um oh, no. do we have to we have yeah we're <laughs> We're talking about uh, like the Sony universe in general, how Madam Web and Craven are reportedly being marketed as standalone because they have, quote, hesitation to emphasize interconnectedness among the Sony movies. Um, Variety did an article about this, about how like among the recent stumbles, they're like trying to divorce everything of each other so that they don't bring the whole franchise down, basically. Mm-hmm. Um Boy, like how, like although Venom and Morbius were tied in, like canonically, they confirmed that those were in the same universe. Um, Madam Web, Craven, and Venom Three are reportedly being referred to as standalone. I don't know how that what that means for Venom. Like, you can't un. Sure, you can do it, Dylan. How how does Sony just like continually make stupid decisions? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. What are they doing? They're fumbling. Uh-huh. Um, and I think this is like as confirmed as it can be because the synopsis for Madam Web was updated to to this. Um, meanwhile, in another universe, which is like <laughs> like it's picking up on something. That's the first sentence. Uh-huh. Um, in a switch from the typical genre, Madam Web tells the standalone origin story of wow. one of Marvel's publishing most enigmatic heroines. That's, like, they're a, like, that's a stretch. They said, they said in three different ways that this is not in the Spider-Man universe, I feel like, in that yeah. little Yeah, oh, synopsis. absolutely. Yikes. Okay. Huh. It's very interesting. I still think it's going to be amazing. And By amazing, you mean camp and terrible, but really no, a good time. No, don't put words in my mouth. Oh, I'm sorry. I think it's going to be nominated for... I apologize for any disrespect. Yeah. 
the Oscar, obviously. Res- the Oscar, which Oscar? Yeah. Costume, um, de- kind of, costume design, hair and makeup. There's gonna be one that's just Oscar. It's like singular, and it's a. It's like Dylan. A will Madame Webb? Will she show up in full old lady makeup at the end of the movie? She better. They better because they flash forward to the future with the spider ladies. They better have a old, <laughs> decrepit, yeah. Madame Webb in her wheelchair. If not, we were very upset. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I just think it's. It's particularly egregious with this character because Madame Web in the comics is supposed to like tie together the multiverse of like all the spider characters, like her web, right. you know. Her um, web connects us all. I know that's like the stupid tagline, but that's truly like the case in the comics. Like right. that's her that's her role, basically. So for this to be the one that they're like, now she's on her own, it's like very it's very it, telling. It just I seems like. like Sony doesn't get it at all. They just need one comic book fan that they listen to. Or one, not even a comic book fan, someone who's like a little plugged in online. Just a little bit. Just a little bit that they trust. And then I think things would be fine that they that they would take advice from. But that's not going to happen. Right. Um, listen to us. But we have, you know, Craven and Venom 3. We three them this year to look forward to also. So, Wait, did, did I take that to say uh, you're looking forward to Craven? All three of them. Yeah. Boys, your mother is dead. <laughs> what is it? In the car. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. He was he was with my mother in the Amazon when she was rejoicing spiders right before she died. That's that's some dialogue right there, let me tell you. I'm hoping that's not just a trailer cut and that that's actually actually says that in the movie, but I know I know it is just a trailer thing, but it's still funny to think about. I love it. But that's all my news I got. All right, well, let's hear about that live sale. I bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale. Dust off your old Facebook account or borrow your grandma's login. Join us every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Central. Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues, comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com live to read all the details. Hashtag ad. And we are back. And before we get to my news, we're going to do our picks of the week. I'm picking a book from Image Comics. Moon Man number one. That is the Kid Cudi comic book. Uh, it's like a it's a space book. Obviously, it's Moon Man number one. It looks really neat, and I'm excited to read it. That's cool. Um, my pick is Dead X Men number one. This is starring the in the last Hellfire Gala. They elected a new X Men team, and then they all died immediately. Um, <laughs> but they're back because they're X Men, and uh, they do that. Yeah, it's in the part of the Fall of X stuff written by okay. Steve Fox, art by Perry Perez. It looks good. Nice. I'm excited for that one, too. There's some good covers for that book, too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, getting on to my news. First thing, remember that uh, movie we talked about last week with Nick Frost, Crazy House with a K? that had the really uh-huh. wacky trailer. Well, it got picked up by WTF Films, which is not promising for me because I don't know who that is. What's that? <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Uh, according to Deadline, uh, WTF Films has boarded international sales rights. Um, so we'll see what that is. But it, I'm excited that people are excited about this, and I hopefully we get to see it. I don't have that. That's it. That's the tiny news that we have for it. Looks like it's um, a couple other people. Like, there's some other companies that have. Yeah, it's going to be um, in North America. It's XYZ are handling the North American rights, which is uh, not another brand I've heard of. So that makes me less excited. <laughs> Um, that means I'm, it sounds like it's going to be streaming and not in theaters. Maybe we'll get a fathom event. You never know. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, all right. Next, we have um, some some Blumhouse news, Dylan. They've, Blumhouse has partnered with the Stanley Hotel, which if you know what that is, that is the hotel from The Shining. Um, it is a hundred-year-old hotel that is the setting for the novel and the film The Shining. And they they have partnered with them and the um, 
Colorado Economic Development and Industrial Trade, obviously, uh, organization, oh. uh, to to curate a 10,000 plus square foot Stanley Film Center uh, uh, and exhibit. Uh, so, quote, here's Blumhouse. The iconic Colorado hotel will now have a new element of fun and fright for Coloradans and visitors across the world to enjoy driving tourism and strengthening our economy. I look forward to being able to see the exhibit and happy our administration can help make this possible. Says the governor of Colorado. So the governor is out here like huh. putting over Blumhouse. So like, this is a, a pretty big deal. Um, Jason Blum was talking about it saying, uh, quote, the Stanley hotel is hallowed ground for horror fans. And that makes this, uh, this presence at the Stanley film center, a natural extension from Blumhouse, well known for, their high-end film um fans are gonna get that's my uh editorial uh quote fans are gonna get closer than ever before to their favorite films though them though they may want to keep their distance with a few of the items in our collection we're excited to get to work but we first need to make it out of the hedge maze so we don't know exactly what's going to happen here but blumhouse is going to be making some sort of horror exhibit inside the stanley hotel which is really cool, that is cool. um yeah that's I'd super good that yeah absolutely i couldn't i was trying to remember i know Sometime last year, I had a story about some other horror destination thing that was like camping with. Do you remember that? It was like, yeah, it was like it, outside the house of some famous, of some famous movie or whatever. I was like, yeah, that sounded lame. This sounds cool because I'd like to go check out the, the Stanley Hotel, but um, I'm sure it's very popular to attend. But anyway, we'll keep you updated if we learn more about that. Um, the rare. I got some. I got, I got a comic book adaptation news for you, Dylan. So Duncan okay. Jones, Duncan Jones, uh, who who did Moon, which I love, Moon, um, is going to be back with a brand new title called Rogue Trooper. Okay, so this is um a, a comic book adaptation from 2000 AD. So you know ju- your Judge Dread, you know publishing house. Um, this is from Variety. It's going to be an animated film created with Epic's 3D tool on Unreal Engine five. Uh, and adapted by the comic book from 2018. Um, Rogue Trooper tells the story of 19, a genetic infant, a quote unquote genetic infantryman who finds himself the sole survivor of an invasion force, desperate to track down the traitor who sold him and his comrades out. The super soldier is accompanied by three KIA squad mates whose personalities have been stored in his gun, helmet, and rucksack. Um, that sounds like a very 2018 plot. However, I do like Moon a whole lot. And so I think. I, I will give this a shot, maybe, if it doesn't look really stupid in the trailer. Are okay. you familiar with this comic? No, nope, not at all. Yeah, me neither. Um, but Duncan Jones said in a statement, 2000 AD offers a very different flavor of comic action, political and brutal at times, but always with a Python-esque twinkle in the eye. Dread, 2012, was a taste of what 2000 AD has to offer. And now we get to show the world another side of the beast. It's gen- It's a genuine pl- privilege to be given the opportunity to make rogue trooper. So it's kind of cool. There's one little promo still that's out for it. Um, we'll keep you updated as with all comic adaptations. It's kind of cool to see something that isn't a Marvel or a DC hitting the screen. Right. So yeah, for sure. I think that's cool. All right. Um, I only have, I have two more here. Pretty, pretty light on my news this week. Um, although the last one is kind of a talking point. So we'll see about that. Um, this is from some Sundance stuff came out. I don't know if you got to see this one, Dylan. Did you get to see In a Violent Nature? No, but I heard about it. It looks oh looked, man, people people really like it. Yeah, that's what I was going to be talking about. So it's it's reviewed. Uh, Dread Central like gushed uh, blood, if you will. Um, but this movie looks incredible. There's no trailer out for it. There's only like pictures and stills and stuff. And it's this. Yeah, we don't know much about it. <laughs> It's it's a slasher movie that is supposed to sort of upend the, uh, the 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 genre and it's that people say it's POV but it's not really POV um uh, POV of the killer that is um it does that apparently but it's not exactly that so I don't know I was wondering if you'd seen this but um it wasn't we do, online that's too bad what we know yeah. is that in a violent nature follows. Um, Johnny, who was a who was wronged as a boy, and now in the form of a hulking man thing, is literally brought up from his resting place beneath the ruins of a fire tower in the woods, where his uh, when his mother's necklace, which he vowed to his father that he'd keep safe, is taken by a careless teenage dude who's camping with his friends in a nearby cabin. Right away, oh yeah. Anyway, um, so it's very Friday the Thirteenth. It looks like it's really trying to 
draw on Friday the 13th, but also made me like Madman. I am super looking forward to this. I hope all the buzz is real, you know? Yeah. You've heard good stuff too? Yeah. Some of the reviewers I follow um, who were able to go to the festival in person thought it was like really gory and had a really good time with it. They always like do a good job of not spoiling anything. Um, But it was one when I was like searching through, I was like, like, Maybe half of the good ones are online. It's like a really limited selection. Um, but that was definitely one of them I wish I had been able to see. It seems like it's the talk to me of this year because that was at Sundance last year and I wasn't able to see it, you know? Right. So it's just, it's giving that again and have FOMO. Uh, but we'll see it eventually. <laughs> I'm excited. And obviously we'll keep you up to date on all the cool horror trailers. Um, actually, two more little pieces here. Um Godzilla minus one has officially become the number three highest grossing international movie in U.S. box office history, which is nuts for a box office for for, for Godzilla. I'll unprompted, Dylan. Do you know the two ahead of it? Can you take any guesses? I will give you a chance to think about it. If you are they um, in English? Um, no. Actually, number two might be. I actually don't know. I think it's Italian, but I don't know if it's in Italian. Oh, no. I'm drawing a blank. All right. Number Go two ahead. is Life is Beautiful, the one directed by Roberto Benigni. And I know because he won. He's the guy that won the Academy Award and like jumped over all the chairs and was super exuberant. And number and that was at um, 57.5 million. Godzilla's at 55. So it could catch it. But okay. number one. With 128 million, so like with a bullet, oh. number one is Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, that does. So, but either way, great for Godzilla. So, I think it should probably take that number two spot. Um, I don't know if they count the the recolor as <laughs> the same ticket sales or not. If that's a different film, um, but that's really cool. Um, I, I can't believe this movie is still in theaters. You all should go see it if you haven't already seen Godzilla minus one. Definitely mm-hmm. worth your time. Anyway, the last article that I have here is not so much news, but a discussion piece from the AV Club, who is the Onion, but when they're serious about entertainment. Um, And it's about Godzilla minus one minus color, which is the um, black and white decolorized version of the movie, uh, which is just in theaters, just starting theaters this week, I think, or last week. I'm not sure. Um and I want to know what you think about it, Dylan, because I, I got feelings about it. I can tell you mine first if you want. So so look, this movie is a throwback and it's supposed to be like retro feeling, like it feels vintage. But to me, adding the black and white filter on the movie doesn't, to me, it feels like really hokey because this this happens a lot. Like it happened with, with what, Mad Max? I know they did it with um, Justice League. Justice League, yeah. Um, Justice is great. Just, oh my god. Um, right, exactly. Um, Parasite did it. Anyway, so, several movies have done it. Um, it's like a trend to re- release your movie as a black and white piece. And I really don't like it. I think it seems really hokey. It seems like a fake film, like erudite take. You know what I mean? Like, oh, well, I watched it in black and white. Like, that doesn't the movie wasn't designed to be that way. You know what I mean? Like it's, that's how I feel. I feel, I think it's kind of lame personally. I'm sorry if you're excited for it. I really, I want you to go and have a good time. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying. Go, have your fun. Um, I think it's like, it's okay to like go and like enjoy it for what it is like a fun little novelty thing. But like, I feel like as long as people realize it's the inferior version because it's the edited Kind of like going to a Screen X movie where they chop the sides off and make it right. stretch them across the side of the wall. Like it's a fun little novelty thing, but it's not like if That's, we're gonna be like pretentious right. about it, it's not the it's not the best way to see it, you know. And I wouldn't, I also wouldn't like. I would hope no one would see that for the first time in that format. It seems like maybe a mistake, but now um, does does that mean that it's gonna be bad in that? No, no, but for sure. If the movie is good, it will hold up either way. But to me, it just reads really fake. Um, the the one exception I've mentioned it before um, is the Mist from uh, two thousand eight from Frank Darabont. Uh, the Mist is a Stephen King uh, adaptation. It's really good. I enjoy it. Um, now the thing is, 
that one got re-released on home video in in black and white because it was shot to be released in black and white theatrically. And then the studio changed their minds and said no. So that means, but the movie was color graded, cinematographed, and designed to be released in black and white. So clothing choices, all that stuff is made for a high for a certain level of contrast and the way it appears in black and white. So that that movie doesn't even count as a recolor to me. That is Yeah. It was just being released in its original format, you know? Yeah, um, I agree. That's a kind of no. And and I and I think that is really cool because the black and white version of the mist hits super differently. It because the effects in the mist theatrical are pretty poor. Okay. Um they're pretty poor because they were supposed to be black and white. And so the contrast doesn't look right. The monsters look super fake. And in black and white, they don't. They look really good in black and white, actually. I okay. I haven't watched it in a while. So if I don't know if the 2008 effects are really as much as I'm putting it over, but they did look good at the time. Um so okay. I ha- yeah, so I don't know. I just don't really I think it's kind of lame, but I do have an interesting thing. So Steven Soderbergh um t- has a piece on his blog where he's talking about um taking the color and sound out of of movies as like a teaching exercise. And he did it uh with Raiders in the Lost Ark and he talks about it. Um which is really interesting, but that's not what this is. Again, that's a novelty. So Steven Soderbergh says so I want you to watch this movie and think about only the staging, how the shots are built and laid out, what the rules of movement are, what the cutting patterns are. See if you can reproduce the thought process that resulted in the choices by asking yourself, why was each shot, whether short or long, held for that exact length of time and placed in that order? Sounds like fun, right? Which is something that a giant movie dork would think is fun. And I think that is neat. But like that to me is the ven- the benefit of like messing with a film. Raiders of the Lost Ark was not intended to be in black and white. Neither was Godzilla minus one. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, that, that's just where I'm at with it. Um, but either way, I mean, have fun with it. If if you've seen it already, go check out the black and white if you want to. I'm just, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe we're just haters, Dylan. I mean, I think it sounds, it's like cute, but I don't know. Did you ever end up watching the colorization of Werewolf by Night? I did not. <laughs> Me neither. I'm still curious about that. I know it's the reverse of what we're talking about, but I well, I mean, I, wonder, I don't like that either. That worked out. I think that's silly. It's like, th- why did they do it? Was it did it get bad ratings or something? I think they just wanted to double dip. I mean, I think oh, the I mean, reason they do all these is for money. You know, a little bit of a sure. gas grab. Um, but I, I like, I understand it more with Godzilla than Justice League and stuff because. It like they're trying to match the vibe of the old Godzilla movies, so like I kind of yeah. understand it from that aspect. But like, I don't know. So with some things like Mad Max and uh, Justice League, I don't really understand because you're just taking something; you're not adding anything, you know. Especially Mad Max, that doesn't make any sense. The blood and chrome edition. <laughs> I, I know people. Blood that... color? Uh, no, it wasn't. Well, then no, it, might, it, might, it might have been called black and chrome. I might be making that up. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, that's going to do it for my news this week. Uh, Let's hear about those tabletop events. Now it's time to give you the rundown on all of the awesome upcoming tabletop events for the month of July. All exact dates and formats can be found on our Discord server. Kicking it off with Keyforge. We run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7 p.m. till around 9 Keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players. We also love our role-playing games. Once a month at our Clear Lake store, we host an in-store one-shot RPG for players of all skill levels. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, and character sheets will be provided. There is no entry fee. However, we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited, and sign-ups are only open for about three weeks before the event. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month we get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels, including none. These events occur at our Katy and Clear Lake locations. We'll see you at the game tables. And we are back. And we're going to do our trailer roundup today. That's right. We have a bunch of trailers to get to. 
Um, some and highly anticipated, and a couple that I didn't even know we didn't even know existed until very recently. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna go first. I've got two horror trailers. Um, first one, and they're from real distribution houses this time. You know, these are like theatrical horror movies. This oh, they're going to come out? Yeah, straight, n- not straight to Shutter. This is theatrically released. So this first one Should is be. coming out in May from Sony, and it's called Tarot, um, as in tarot cards. Um, it's coming out May 10th, um, and we got the trailer. came out today, I believe, actually. Uh, yeah, yeah, today. And it's interesting. I, I don't know how to feel about it 100%. It's got a cool poster. Um, what do you think of this trailer, Dylan? Um, I thought it looked solid. It looks like a fun, like it does look pretty Blumhousey to me. It um, it does, right? Yeah, it looks like a fun little like shallow smile type, like right. one of those. One of those looks that you like see a, and you're like, that was fun, and you'll never think about it again. Like, looks like a, looks like a little forgettable, you know, horror movie, which is fine. Um, yeah, the plot, I guess I should say, is when a group of friends, friends recklessly violates the sacred rule of tarot readings, never use someone else's deck. They unknowingly unleash an unspeakable evil trapped within the cursed cards. One by one, they come face to face with fate and end up in a race against death to escape future foretold the future foretold in their readings. And they show little flashes, a bunch of like monsters and creatures that are just like, uh, you know, versions of tarot cards like the jester and the hanged man and high priestess and whatever um it looks like dylan said like oculus or well, actually i like oculus but like one of those movies that like a, an early year it looks like a january horror movie to me um but but it might be one of the good ones you never know it might be that's might why be. we go to these because like Sometimes. one in ten are like that was actually really good you know but like oculus like for me anyway, yeah. i thought oculus was going to be bad but i went anyway and i really liked it um, okay, we got another one um, starring Emmy Award nominee Sydney Sweeney from <laughs> Euphoria. According, okay. to, that's how she's credited. That's the first lines of this. Uh, Madam Web blood- star Sydney Sweeney. Go no, ahead. no, from Euphoria. All right. Um, for a March twenty second release from Neon, directed by Michael Mohan. Uh, the movie is called Immaculate. Um, and this is a story of Cecilia, a woman of devout faith who is offered a fulfilling new role at an illustrious Italian convent. Her warm welcome of the to the picture-perfect Italian countryside is soon interrupted as it becomes clearer to Cecilia that her new home harbors some dark and horrifying secrets. Uh, and this is a red band trailer, uh, which means there's blood and uh, some nudity in the trailer. And uh-huh. I thought this trailer was really cool. I, this is of the two that I had this week. I thought this one was the most like this one actually looked like it was probably going to be pretty good. Yeah, it had like like more unique scares. I will say it, it didn't look as like um, prestige as most neon horror movies. I feel like sure it looked a little bit more um, almost streaming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was looking up. It's written by Andrew Lobel, Lobel who has never done a movie before. And like kind of a new director too, so it's like yeah, because Michael Mohan, I don't know, it says he did the Voyeurs, and I don't know what that is. So oh, that was another one with Sydney Sweeney. Um, Interesting. Okay, but I I don't know. It, to me, it's kind of the same as the last one. I think it does look better. I agree, but it looks like it could go either way. It definitely well. could. It definitely could. It could be hokey, but it it looked like something I would definitely see based on the trailer. It it, it wasn't like one of those reactions like. All the other exorcism movies we've gotten lately, I feel like, just look bad, you know? Right. I agree with you. It's not an exorcism movie, but it's a... You know what I mean? No, Uh, absolutely. It's a a religious horror movie. Yeah, exactly. Right. I'm with you. I'm with you. But theological horror movies are like my kryptonite. I just love this crap. Like, give me a nun, give me a weird priest, something like that. I'm in. That's... Punch my ticket. You always see those. Did you ever end up seeing Pope's Exorcist? <laughs> I, d- I don't like Russell Crowe. Michael, I know, but doesn't doesn't your love of those types of movies balance it out? I'm going to watch it at home. Okay. But I will say, I think this will be well acted. because We've got Sydney Sweeney in her element, which is like hysterical. Yes. Like that's kind of her character in Euphoria, and she's really good at it. So I think it that's worth it alone. I, I agree. I'm 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 in. I'm in. But uh, that's it for my trailers, Dylan. What what did you get? All right, I got a few. The first one 
is one that I didn't even know existed. Um, <laughs> it's an action movie from Guy Ritchie, um, who is I feel like hit or miss, but he is mostly. I don't think he ever makes like real stinkers, but he has some that just like don't hit, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But this one it says it's uh, based upon recently declassified files from the British War Department and inspired by true events. The Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare is an action comedy that tells the story of the first ever special forces organization formed during World War II by mm-hmm. Winston Churchill. Um, so it looks, I had the same exact thought as Michael. It looks like Kingsman, especially that latest one that was like historical yeah, that, that I didn't see, but it has the same trailer it feels like. Um, it yeah. stars all the dudes. It has Henry Cavill, Alan Richson, um, Alex Pettifer, uh, Henry Golding, and then Isaac Gonzalez as well. But though so it has like a pretty stacked cast, um I yeah, think it looks I mean, fun though. It looks okay. I mean, it looks it looks I mean Kingsman is okay. Like the first one's really good. And then the yeah. other ones are all right. And this looks like that. Um this looks like um I mean it's funny that we're seeing Argyle this week, right? And this is another sort of in that same vein type of movie. Although I think I Argyle think might wanted, be a little bit more elevated. I think they wanted to get this out for to play in front of Argyle if I Absolutely. Know. Absolutely. Um, but, but what I'd go see it. What's in it for you, though? I don't know. Does I don't. Look- okay. Okay. No. So like, as I was watching this trailer, I was like, I feel like I've seen this trailer a hundred times from, yeah, I've, I've never seen it before. And I feel like I've seen it before, you know, it doesn't feel unique. It didn't feel special. It felt a lot like, um, ah, oh God, I can't remember the trailer. It's for some other spy movie that we've seen a million times recently. Um, maybe like six, six months ago or so, but it just felt okay kind of tired yeah but those didn't have henry cavill and <laughs> alan Richson and henry golding uh-huh i mean sure i don't know man are you excited for this um just for those reasons okay i don't think don't ask me about the plot i, I don't know anything about it. it yeah no i feel like it's gonna come and go but it could be you never know he has those like guy richie has those occasional hits still so like yeah this, this one might be good I, I don't know the last Guy Ritchie movie that I really liked. I have to. I he did to one look called Operation Fortune that was really bad that I saw last year. Right. Um, he did Aladdin. You like that? I so, he did Aladdin. I forgot yeah. about that. Good for him. And Gentleman was is one that people liked that was received really well. But I didn't, I didn't see, see that it. One. Uh, King Arthur was bad. Man from Uncle I didn't care for. I like the I first love Man Sherlock from Holmes. Uncle. I, How dare you? I'm sorry. It's the end of the podcast. I'm sorry, guys. I've, I've angered. King enough. Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Didn't Ron really like that movie? Didn't have uh um oh god that guy from the motorcycle show that Ron really likes. Yes, it had Charlie. Thank you, Charlie uh, Hunnam. Hunnam, yeah. <laughs> from Sons of Anarchy. Thank you. Okay. Oh man. I know this is probably insulting the guy Richie, but I get it confused with that other movie that came out. <sighs> There was one that came out like right around it. It was one of those twin movie situations. Um, right. I don't know. I get you. Whatever. Um. Okay. Anything else to say about that movie? No. No. We can move on. It's got too long of a title. I'm gonna call it that movie. Um, What's it called again? The ungentlemanly something or others? Can you remember without looking at it? Oh. I'm looking at it. I'm sorry. The Ministry no. of Ungentlemanly Warfare. I don't like that. By mouthful. It's a problem. Um. Okay. We also got a trailer for one that I didn't know existed either. Um, it's called Monkey Man, and it's Dev Patel. It's a Dev Patel movie. Yes, he directed it, right? Um, did he? Michael's he, gonna fact check he, me. But he's I produced. Think... It's produced by Jordan Peele, but um, this is like big. This is like he hasn't done much since Green Knight. I feel like no. This like is directed by Dev Patel. Okay, cool. I think it's his directorial debut. It is. Um, and it was originally, it's kind of had like a um, weird production. It was originally supposed to be a Netflix movie, but then Netflix dropped it for whatever reason, or they didn't, or Jordan Peele really wanted it and took it from, I, there's got to be some kind of behind the scenes reason, but it changed hands regardless. Um, it says, uh, Jordan, and it went to Jordan Peele, it says, with his production company, which is called... Uh, like monkey paw or something yeah, like that. Yeah, monkey, monkey paw. That's it. Yeah. 
Um, he was recently able to get an advanced preview and was really blown away by Patel's vision. Um, he ultimately believed the film, which had been loosely described as John Wick in Mumbai, um, deserved a theatrical theatrical release and came on board with his monkey paw banner to ensure it received one. It will now be distributed by Universal, wow. which is like basically his home. So um great for Dev, man. That's cool. I like him a lot. Yeah, I like his acting a lot. I don't know why. He's one of those people that I feel like should be more famous than he is, you know? You know, okay, look, Dev Patel is one of the people that I can actually claim true OG status. I just realized as I'm looking at his thing, because I know him from Skins, which is his first work. And because yeah. I, I was a I was a big Skins fan, uh, the UK teen drama. You're an OG Dev Patel fan. OG. I didn't uh, know sh- him from Dog Millionaire when everyone knew him. So. Shout out to Anwar. That was a year after, like... Slumdog Skins was 2007, Slumdog was 2008, but I knew him as Anwar first. Yeah. Um, let's see. Okay, wait. Monkey Man stars Patel as Kid, an anonymous young man who eats out a meager living in an underground fight club where night after night, wearing a gorilla mask, he is beaten bloody more uh, by more popular fighters for cash. After years of suppressed rage, Kid discovers a way to infiltrate the enclave of the city's sinister elite. Um, okay. It does. I know they described it as John Wick in Mumbai, and it does like, it does have the same essence of like gritty hand to hand combat as John Wick, but I feel like that's kind of where the, with neon lights, and I feel like that's kind of where the similarities end, you know? It seems, it seems different enough to not be like, oh, totally different. I, yeah. I think it, I, this was a super compelling trailer for me. Um, I really liked it. I was like really impressed with the way it was shot and the the vision behind it. So like even more than like Dev Patel's acting, like I think it's like probably speaks to his directing career. It seems like he Yep. I don't know. It seems like it didn't look like a novice was doing it, you know? I agree. Um but we'll probably watch this whenever it oh Definitely. comes out April fifth. Okay. And wow. that last movie so comes out at some point. This. Uh April nineteenth. I meant to say that. We got a sure. couple April movies here. Um, but yeah, I'll watch, we'll watch this for sure. Um, Absolutely. Got one more trailer. This is one that we talked about the first trailer for, Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. But now we got our first, I guess that was like a teaser maybe, a two-minute teaser. Um, but now we got <laughs> now we got a full trailer um, bringing back familiar faces and unleashing a chilling new villain. You can tell that's not my, my voice. Chilling. Um, the story focuses on a mysterious artifact brought to Ray by Kumail Nanjiani's character, which unleashes a terrifying entity known as Garaka, who is capable of controlling an army of ghosts and bringing about a second Ice Age. This comes out March 22nd. Um, I'll say how I felt about the trailer first. I think, like, <laughs> as a reminder, it I don't have, like, a lot of love for Ghostbusters. No hate <laughs> for it at all. I just didn't grow up with it, so it's not something I'm, like... Nostalgic for or anything. Nostalgia won't, like, work on me with these, you know? Right. Um. That being said, I thought, I thought the I like I really like roll my eyes whenever I see the previous trailer for this. I feel like it's pretty weak because it looks like a disaster mm-hmm. movie and that it's not. Um, I agree. But this one, this one seemed a lot stronger to me. It seemed like what I imagine Ghostbusters fans want, which is like the gang in New York City with right. like legacy characters as well joining in. Um. It just seems like it, a lot more fun. Like it, it, it does. It seems like a return to form, in that, like it, it's doing what Ghostbusters Afterlife did it, which was like a huge departure, in my opinion. Um, but I right. think that one set this one up to be better, and this one seems like it will be. My only gripe is that it, there's like thirty characters. It looks like so. I'm not. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. really do it for me, and I know there's going to be a lot. Like in the trailer alone, there were lots of nostalgia pulls. You know. Right. Um, Absolutely. But I still I mean, think it looks better than the last one. I agree with you. I think this looked okay. Um, it definitely looked better than the last one, and the trailer was better than I was anticipating. I'm still not a big Ghostbusters fan, and I will hold true that I think the remake is better, or the the all female Ghostbusters was better than the original. Sorry, um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. More. I enjoyed it too. That's a hot take, though. Yeah, it is definitely a hot take. I'm a, and I'm aware of that, and I'm aware it's probably an incorrect take, and that's just like my weird opinion. But um, this fine. looks okay. I'm I'm into it. I think. I mean, I don't. Well, I won't go too far. Um, I'll see it, and I won't. I won't. At this point, I don't think it's begrudgingly. I don't think it is. I'd have to 
sit with it a little bit longer. I just saw this trailer today. I think it came out okay. today. Um, but I don't know when you see this now, because we're going to see it for the podcast. I'm sure March you can see it begrudgingly. Or are you looking forward to it? Neither. Um, okay. In the middle of those two things. If I'm seeing it with a bunch of friends, it's probably better. If I'm going to go see it by myself at three o'clock in the afternoon on a Thursday, I'm probably not going to have a fun time. I'd rather see it with Ghostbusters fans. That'd be nice. Yes. Could, like explain to me things. Uh, <laughs> I know the director said he's a big fan of the animated series. Um, and it's I loved the animated series when I was a kid. That is my from that. So maybe that'll, that'll be a good thing for you. I don't know. That'd be cool. I, you know what? I'm okay with that. Just, I'm okay with that. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of uh, what was the last Jurassic World called? Dominion? Oh, dude, who called? knows? When they brought back like the entire original cast and had um like the, then also the Jurassic World cast and then they also had new characters like there were so many um I don't know like too many being pulled in too many different directions and it didn't like scratch the itch of any of them does that make sense yeah absolutely like you I had can... Laura Dern but then you had her for like a couple of scenes and then there I were agree. fifteen characters it seemed, yeah it no work. it was a mess well I mean that franchise is not good I mean there's that. Uh, yeah, that too. But it just reminded me of that, just the formula. No, I I, I get that for sure. Hopefully this this achieves it better. Um, Agreed. I'm sure it will. But uh, anyway. Those are all my trailers. Okay, well, thank you all so much for downloading us. We really appreciate all the support. Bye, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. Thanks for sticking around for the mid-credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then, check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online.